preterm birth is the birth of an infant before 37 weeks of pregnancy. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, in 2014, preterm birth affected about one of every 10 infants born in the United States. Preterm birth is the greatest contributor to infant death, with most preterm-related deaths occurring among babies who are born very preterm or before 32 weeks. Preterm birth is also a leading cause of long-term neurological disabilities in children. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that all preterm infants be fed human milk for infants weighing less than 1,500 grams, and appropriate fortification is also recommended. But what are the options that exist to improve health outcomes and reduce health costs for critically ill preemies in the NICU whose mothers cannot supply her own breast milk for her baby? You are listening to ReachMD, and welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen, Adjunct Assistant Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Practicing OBGYN Hospitalist. Our guest today is Scott Elster, the CEO of Prolacta Bioscience for the past 10 years. Prolacta Bioscience is a privately held life sciences company dedicated to advancing the science of human milk. Scott, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Dr. Allen. It's a pleasure to be here. Scott, let me start the interview off by asking you, what is the purpose of donor breast milk programs? What is the superiority or health benefits of breast milk versus formula? I think you stated it very well in your introduction when you spoke about the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendation that all babies born weighing less than 1,500 grams are provided. Mom's own milk is the first choice. And the second choice is donor milk. We've seen uh, significant amounts of data that demonstrate human milk and exclusive human milk nutrition is the best practices for these babies that are born far too early. How long has donor milk breast programs been in existence? Can you give us a brief history of breast milk donation in the United States? Sure. to To the best of my ability, I can. Donor milk has been provided in the U.S. on a real non-profit basis for many years into the into the 80s. When proactive bioscience was founded, the concept was that feeding these extremely vulnerable, fragile infants with human milk and complete human milk nutrition would be a tremendous benefit to them. Over the last 10 years, we've grown the amount of human milk and human milk products provided to these neonatal intensive care units such that now somewhere between 15 and 20% of all babies that are born weighing less than 1,250 grams are receiving human milk diets, including donor milk and human milk-based fortifiers. Scott, what are some scenarios why this program would be an option to mothers with newborns? Well, our product, Prolactus products, are specifically sold into high-intensity neonatal intensive care units, level three and below. The babies that use our products are generally in the hospital for 70 to 75 days. So our products solely stay in the hospital, and it really has to do with the standards and the care that we take to produce these products. For instance, we're the only ones that are capable of making a standardized product. Most people don't realize that human milk is, on average, 19.1 calories per ounce. 
Prolactas products are all standardized at 20 calories per ounce. And when you're speaking of a baby that only gets five ounces a day, that extra calorie is significant. So our products are specially produced and engineered specifically for these babies in their first 60 days of life. Okay. Then having said that, who are the ideal candidates for donation and reception? What's the screening process like, Scott? Can you walk me through that? I'm very happy to do that. and We have the highest standard in the uh, milk bank procurement. We go to great lengths to ensure that the babies that are getting our product are safe. The first thing we do is a lifestyle screening, very similar to blood banking. And that screening document knocks out about 50% of the potential donors simply because we don't allow pharmaceutical products. After that, we verify the mother's health with her primary care physician. We verify the baby's health with the baby's primary care physician. If all of that looks good, then we send a phlebotomist to the potential donor's house and the uh, phlebotomist takes blood and we verify HTLV, HIV, hepatitis C, hepatitis B, and syphilis, make sure none of those are present. After all of that is done, only then will we send the cooler to a mom's house to be shipped back to Prolacta. And that's where the testing really begins. Because unlike anyone else in the industry, Prolacta then tests for drugs of abuse, they test for adulteration, we test for dilution, we test for nicotine. And only after all those tests are clear can this product be used. Now, the ideal donor is someone that has excess milk. We never want to take human milk away from babies. So the 15 to 20% of moms whose freezers are full of milk, those are the people that we seek to recruit as the ideal donor. Now, the babies we serve are all born less than 30 weeks gestation age. So these are the little guys that are going to be in the hospital a very long time. And we see the most impact on those, those children. Research suggests that there are incidents of necrotizing enterocolitis, the incidence of sepsis, and even the incidence of death is lower when they use exclusive human milk nutrition. Thank you for that. I think that you walked us through very nicely your screening process. Can you talk a little bit about what the process is of receiving the breast milk? Once it's been donated, can you walk us through that process? We serve level three NICUs throughout the U.S. and actually in Europe and Canada. And essentially, the doctor prescribes this product for the babies while they're in the hospital. Generally speaking, they will begin feeding within the first couple days of life, very little amounts called trophic feeds. What happens over a day, say, four through ten, is feeding is advanced. Once you get to about 66% of full feeds, you begin adding fortification made from human milk. And that increases the protein and calories these babies receive. The goal is to get them up to full feed as fast as you can, get their central lines out so they're no longer getting intravenous nutrition, and you feed them until their corrected age about 34 weeks, and then you transition away. Essentially, that can end up being anywhere from four to 10 weeks in your youngest born babies. 
If you are just joining us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, and I'm your host, Dr. Renee Allen. The first half of this interview, you spoke a lot about the importance of breast milk versus formula, and then you talked about your screening process and then even the process of donation of breast milk. Can we now uh, talk about what is the cost of donor breast milk for the recipient? Does Medicaid and private insurance typically cover this cost? So it's interesting. At Prolacta Bioscience, we are exclusively in hospital care. In hospital care, in general, means there's a capitated program or a universal payment, depending on what the what the baby's condition is at birth. So all of the money required to treat that baby is in that lump sum payment. That's on the uh, the, the Medicaid side. On the private side. Uh, there can be different approaches, payments, some of which are percent of bill charges, some are capitated as well. And these payments do cover the cost of milk for the baby. The burden is never placed on the parents. That is very good information that I think that our listeners will really need to hear. So then, Scott, can you tell us typically how many hospitals in the United States have such a program? Yeah program to use the exclusive human nutrition, we are in about 175 hospitals. That's out of a population of about 900 hospitals that have access to uh, level three care. So Prolacta Biosciences' main business is the selling of the human milk-based fortifier. We also provide human milk to hospitals that desire human milk. We work in partnership with roughly 12 of those right now with a private label program. And that private label program guarantees supply and the highest quality donor milk in hospitals. And that is uh, growing fairly rapidly, and I expect that to continue to increase over time. Then, Scott, can you tell us now, what is the criteria that is used to determine if a hospital should begin a donor milk program? And then, can you walk us through that process of setting up such a program in a hospital? In terms of proactive bioscience, we like working with our customers. We're using our products. And if they have a need for donor milk, they can set that program up. And we have a couple of different options for them, ways they can go uh, to develop these programs. And essentially, what we guarantee for them is supply of milk. They will always have the milk they need. Uh, we also guarantee them our best uh, price when we're working together with them. And in some cases, they can set up a milk bank that can support their foundations, or they can just simply set up a milk bank that supports their moms who are seeking to provide milk into the community. The hospital has to be a level three NICU. It cannot be a level one. Is that correct? Well, I suppose if a level one wanted to do that, we would entertain the idea. But generally speaking, the highest use for donor milk is in the more acute care, is in the, uh, the level three and even the level four NICUs where these children are there for a long time and where mom's milk Sometimes the earlier the baby comes, sometimes it's difficult for mom's own supply to start uh, kicking in. It's important for your listeners to understand that the best possible care for these babies is their mother's own milk. That's always first and foremost because no matter how gently you pasteurize your milk, there's constituents of milk that, that you lose. And, and so clearly the AAP has said this is the second best Mom's milk is, is the best. Now, something that's interesting 
in hospitals that begin uh, donor milk programs and use donor milk and value donor milk, you actually get an increase in breastfeeding in those hospitals. And it's, it's really interesting. And I, I think it has to do with the fact that the hospital is truly valuing milk and therefore mom truly values her milk and, and works really hard. So that's something that we're very, very excited about because my dream scenario is you don't need donor milk. You just have mom's own milk and then you fortify with human milk-based fortifiers, which is the best care you can give these children. That's my dream scenario too, Scott. But in the situations where the mother can't produce her own milk, then my dream scenario would be to have a donor milk program in all hospitals across the United States. Do you think that that may ever be able to be attained? I believe there is enough milk supply that every baby that was in need would be able to have access to donor milk. I think that the um, number of uh, moms that have excess milk that don't even know about donor milk programs is a very high number. And I think as that word gets spread, you'd see the supply just continue to rise. And I agree with you that that's exactly what we want to have happen in those cases where that milk isn't, hasn't come in or people are having difficulties and that baby needs that best possible care. So I share your dream. Wonderful. In these last remaining moments, Scott, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners or to educate our ReachMD listeners about donor milk programs? Well, I certainly want everyone out there that maybe isn't using donor milk to look really, really hard at the options that are available to get donor milk to those babies that need it. And the next thing is I'd like uh, the listeners out there to look into the research around the exclusive human milk nutrition and the benefits in the appropriate population. That's babies less than 1,250 grams. And I believe that they will be able to provide better care on the nutritional side if they, they adopt those practices. Many thanks to Scott Elster, the CEO of Prolacta Bioscience, for educating us today on the availability and importance of breast milk donation for premature babies in the United States. Scott, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Allen. I really appreciate being here. I am your host, Dr. Renee Allen. To download this podcast and others in the series, please visit ReachMD.com. We encourage you to like, share, and comment on this episode. Thank you for listening to ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.